Yes, 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 people. It's that time once again. Welcome to a new episode of Echo Chamber. Right now, we're gonna look at the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 22nd to the 24th of August. Okay, so at number 10, people, it's Baby Teeth, and this makes me happy, right? I saw this film. At the 2019 London Film Festival And it was one of my favourite films of the whole festival Right, so it's directed by Shannon Murphy Who is a delightful interview Um, It's starring Eliza Scanlon Toby Wallace Ben Mandelson And Essie Davis Number nine, oh, and I will say, people, if you have not seen it, go see it. People, go see it. Okay, all right. At number nine, we've got an old one, it's the original, it's the original people, not the terrible Will Smith and Jaden Smith remake. No. This is the original Karate Kid Directed by John G. Avidston And starring Ralph Macchio Pat Moratti William Zabka And Martin Cove Ah, such a classic Cobra Kai is coming to Netflix tomorrow, people Or today, Friday (laughs) So we can gorge on seasons 1 and 2 Before 3 drops later I think it's in next month or something Anyway, tangent Alright, at number 8 We've got Dream Builders So this is from Kim Hagen Jensen And it's got a voice cast of um, Emily Cooper. Kim Hagen Jansen, Alberta Winding, and Ditty Hansen. At number seven, we've got Jurassic Park, another classic people, Steven Spielberg, and starring like Jeff Goldblum, Laura Dern, Sam Neill. Great film. Great film, what can we say? At number six, it's Trolls World Tour. So this was from director Walter Dome, and it had the voice cast Rachel Bloom, Anthony Ramos, Jamie Dolman, and Anna Kendrick. At number five, another classic, It's the original Walt Disney Pinocchio. So, yeah, it was a classic, people. I mean, everyone in it is dead, I'd imagine. (laughs) All right, at number four, we got 100% Wolf. This was from Alexis uh, Stadaman. And it's got the voice cast of Ai Swindells, Akmal Chalets, Reese Darby, and Magda Savaski. At number three, on its 10 year anniversary. Man, it's a weird year to have the... Actually, it's a perfect year for this to have its 10-year anniversary. There's this goddamn Inception, and the film is a trip. And this year is a trip, people. So it's Christopher Nolan, another Nolan gem. <laughs> and his new one is out now, right? Um, and this one, of course, starred Leonardo DiCaprio. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Tom Hardy, and Elaine Page, with a few others thrown in as well. 
Alright, at number two, we've got Onward. So Dan Scanlon brought us this little gem. And it had the voice cast of Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, Octavia Spencer and Julian Louise Dufus. And at number one this week, people, we have Unhinged. So, Derek Bort brought us this one. And it's starring Karen Pitoris, Russell Crowe, Jimmy Simpson, and Michael Pagliagian. Okay, that's the top ten, people. Alright, before we get into this week's films, here's a little bit of information. Alright, steady as you go, people. Let's get with it. Well, this is pretty big news. British Colombian actor and musician Finn Wolfhard, he burst onto the world stage in the culture-shifting Netflix series Stranger Things with subsequent performances in the It films, The Goldfinch, The Turning and The Addams Family, among others, and forthcoming roles in Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters Afterlife and Guillermo del Toro and Mark Gustafson's recently announced Pinocchio, Wolfhard has solidified his standing as a major international talent. Now at the age of 17, he's completed his debut as a writer-director. The clever character-driven comedy short Night Shifts premiering in the Fantasia lineup this year to celebrate the launch of his move into storytelling, Fantasia will be presenting a live virtual artist talk with Finn Wolfhard in conversation with none other than Jay Brushnell. It takes place Saturday the 29th of August at 2pm EDT. Um, it's free of charge and accessible worldwide. So you do not require registration. It will be held exclusively on Fantasia's YouTube channel. The link will be in the episode descriptions. So people, if you um yeah, if you're fascinated by the talent of Finn Wolfhard. And you want an insight into his life? Well, this is your opportunity. So do not miss his conversation with Jay Brushnell, Saturday, the 29th of August, 2 p.m. Okay, so people, if you've been enjoying the Fantasia International Film Festival, then this is probably of interest for you. So, in celebration of them showing Clapboard Jungle, the new documentary movie-making survival guide from Toronto's Justin McConnell, hailed by Exclaimer as a sharp and concerning look at the state of independent film. Fantasia will be presenting a special talk with the filmmaker in conversation with director Vincenzo Natalie. He directed The Cube, which, that's a great film, and, and In the Tall Grass. So, um, you know, this will be taking place on the 1st of September. So... Why not join, you know, because this is sure to be a fascinating discussion between two generations of independent Canadian genre film mavericks. It's free and accessible worldwide. So go to the episode information and you will be able to find the link to register for the Zoom chat. 
or you'll be able to catch it on the Fantasia YouTube channel. Okay, so uh, yeah, people, remember the first of September, it happens at 3 p.m. EDT, and it's free. What more can you want, people? What more can you want? Okay. Okay, so now we've done with all of that, you know what? Let's get to this week's films, okay? Alright, sit down, buckle up, people. Okay, so, people, The Shed. Man, this is the new film from director Frank Sabatella. He co-wrote the story along with Jason Rice. And the film stars. We've got J.J. Warren as Stan. Cody Costro as Dorma. Sophia Happenonen as Roxy. Frank Whaley as Bane. Timothy Buttons as Stan's grandfather, Ellis. We have Siobhan Fallon Hogan as Sheriff Dorney. We've got Chris Provotsky as Marble. And we've got Francisco Burgos as Pitt. I mean, obviously, there's a few other people, but they're the main ones that kind of come up in the film, you know? Um... And the gist of the film is this. Stan and his best friend Dorma have put up with bullies their entire lives. All of that changes when Stan discovers he has a ravenous vampire living in his shed. Seeing the bloodshed and destruction the monster is capable of, Stan knows he has to find a way to destroy it. But Dorma has a much more sinister plan in mind. Hmm. Now, it probably should be noted that Stan doesn't seem to realise it's a vampire at first. Okay? Alright, well, there is... I mean, there's a few different things going on with this film. Right? We open up. It's at night, and we've got a guy running through a forest. He's got a shotgun. He seems to be scared out of his mind. So, you're trying to think of, oh, like, at first, it's just like, oh, is he chasing people? Or is he being chased? What's the deal here? Then we realize what's going down. And the, you know, <laughs> just the predictable happens with it, right? He, uh, you know, wants to kill the thing, but he can't. He trips over, falls, gets bitten. But the crazy thing about it, all of a sudden, then it's daylight. Which I just think that part of the opening sequence is a bit odd. Right? Because daylight happens just, in like, in this weird instant. Like, not even the build-up to... You know, it's suddenly, boom, daylight. And you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But then we have the guy running. um, Because he realises that, oh, the light is affecting him. So we have him running through the fields. He finds a blanket, throws that on himself, and then jumps into the shed. Which just so happens to be Stan's shed. Right, then we have this sequence of Stan being woken up by his mum. It's his birthday. She's made him pancakes, and it's just this kind of interaction between Stan, his mum, and his dad, which all feels a little weird. 
like this whole thing, like the dialogue, just the, the just the way it's been set, everything feels a bit weird. I mean, you you're just hoping, <laughs> like, oh, don't let the film be this. <laughs> this is ropey as a motherfucker, <laughs> you know. But uh, luckily, people, that's not the film, because we then have Stan wake up. Right, he's having a. I don't know, would you call it a lucid dream? I don't even know. To be honest, I'm not even sure I know what a lucid dream is. Like, I, uh, it's hard to determine what's the difference between that and a dream. You know what I mean? And then, day, is a daydream a lucid? I don't... Anyway, people, I'm going off track. Ah. He is then woken by his grandfather. And we see that the grandfather... Isn't nice. It's kind of a piece of shit. At first, I didn't even realize it was his grandfather. I thought it was his dad. Right? So I'm thinking, oh, is that your dad? You know? Hmm. And, um, yeah. And it's just like, oh, something's happened, right? Because the dad is now a piece of shit. Oh, and then you're thinking, oh, maybe the mum ran off or she died. Something's happened, which has put the dad on this this bad track, right? And we then have Dom and, like, sorry, we have Stan go to school. And then we see what, you know, we're shown the school vibe, the school relationships and all of this. You know, like, the bullies... You know, which are Marble, Pitt, and um, Pitt's other friend. I think it's Ozzy, right? So we see them terrorising, and they, yeah, they start picking on Dorma. Stan helps out. We see Roxy and realise, oh, Roxy's the love interest. So all of this is laid out for us, Right? We then also, um, we get an understanding of the relationship with Dorma. And we see, we, we, you know, we're kind of shown his character at the beginning. You know, he's kind of, it seems like Dorma is trapped. He is trapped in the thinking that, you know, life is oppressive. There's no way out. And... I need to make everyone's life who has impacted mine pay. That seems to be his mindset. And if someone has veered away, right, there's no redemption for them. Right, that's what we kind of sense. And then we also see Stan doesn't want to go down that track. He's trying to be different. Trying to be different. Um, so that's, you know, this is, I don't even know, like the first 20 minutes, maybe, you know, something like that, people, something like that, right? So we, we have this moment with Stan back at home and he's reminiscing and that's when you realize, oh, his parents are no more, right? So we're, we're assuming they're dead There's a vision sequence it's, I forget if we've already seen it Or if, you know We see it at this point And it kind of Yeah Shows us the demise of his parents And the, the, the guy Who you think Oh is that your dad No that's his granddad Right so we, we see this He goes outside And then makes a discovery of the thing in the shed Which Yeah I mean it, it Like you wonder what the fuck Right because there's a lot that uh, You know it goes on Because at first He You know sets his dog on it Because he thinks there's a You know maybe a drug addict or Maybe just a, some sort of scallywag In the shed Things don't go well with the dog so then Stan goes in on his J's 
Trouble nearly uh, hits him But he gets out, right? Gets out with, with the realisation that The thing in the shed doesn't like sunlight Right, so we, now we see all of this There's not really then the thinking of Oh, this could be a vampire Or, you know what I mean? But it's then the things that lead on from that point That's when the story really picks up Now, there are, like, see, I did enjoy the film You know what I mean? I enjoyed the film There are the usual, usual problems, though, that you have with horror You know, like, people act like They've never seen a horror film Even when the film is set during You know, in modern times So, you'd have thought straight away That Stan is like, oh, it's a vampire Right, you'd you'd think that And then you'd think, like There seems like there's an obvious way Of solving the problem, right Which he never does Never does Which is, you know, baffling, obviously but yeah, there's a lot of things that kind of then just go wrong Everything, Like loads of shit goes wrong, you know And while Stan is in, like he fortifies the shed, right And he's in the house, while he's in the house For the next few days, he's having these crazy dreams Which you're never quite sure if they're brought on by the vampire in the shed you know what I mean? Or if it's just, you know, <laughs> they're brought on because, oh fuck, there's a monster in the shed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're, you're not quite sure. But there is, there seems to be um, a pull from the shed. You know, voice, you can hear the voices and all of this. So yeah, that that made me think maybe the dreams are brought on by the shed, mm, but it's never really clarified. Doesn't really mean much, to be honest. It's not a huge point of the story, so don't worry, don't worry, people. But yeah, you know everything kind of goes, and for some reason, you know, Stan doesn't tell anyone. Right, which, yeah, obviously, people, as you can see, it's gonna lead to some shit, right? There's gonna be issues that come from, yeah, not telling anyone, you know, and really just not doing, just doing some smart fucking things, right? But, you know, the film is moving on, and we. We seem to start to see like a reconciliation between Stan and Roxy, right? There's a there's a there's a conversation in the film that you feel is is there as a it's it's kind of meant to be that moment of listen. This is why I'm kind of doing certain things because I want to change, but then you know. Then you get the whole, hey, but, you know, life is just like that, right? So you have to decide who you want to be. It's just one of these things that I feel you get what they're trying to say with the conversation. It's a little bit clunky, right? It's a little bit clunky. Doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense in places, but you get what it's meant to do, right? You get the moment. And at this point as well, you understand Dorma's story arc. Like, I think you get it straight away, but this moment helps to reinforce that, right? That whole thing. But, yeah, there's a weird moment because the police are going to Stan's house, right? And there's this weird moment where he's he's running, 
He's running to catch, to get try to get home before he, they do. And we see him see the police car. Right? So he then goes and takes a short... You're assuming, oh, he's taking a shorter route. Right? But literally, we then see the police car turn the corner and they're at his house. But it then takes him ages to get there. And you're just like, wait, how... That's odd, right? The time frames don't line up. But yes, this is it, this is kind of leading towards the end of the film, and all manner of craziness is coming right now. It's getting odd. It's getting problematic. And yeah, there's there's a definite trouble, right? There's definite trouble. A lot of the things that occur, you know, like, I think they're not really a surprise. Some of them are a little sketchy, you know what I mean? Like, there's this big whole kind of moment with Dorma, which... Like, the way it kind of goes in a way, you know, it's like, alright, it's a little bit clunky. It's a little bit clunky, ain't gonna lie. But it moves on. Then you have this thing, like, with Roxy and Stan. Now, there's, like, the big conclusion of the film, right? The big conclusion, like, there's moments in that that are just, like, Obviously, that didn't happen, and uh, yes, fine, get it. Like, there's things that they you kind of figure because there's this whole kind of yes, this is what we're doing to survive, but you're just like, but why didn't you do this? Right, these things would have made sense. There's this big thing where the, the vampire changes. It's approach, which, like, you see it, right? This is the thing you always see. And it always makes you want, like, why all of a sudden would it go from doing this to now doing this, right? But, you know, that it is what it is. Now, the film... It like the conclusion is okay. I'm I'm cool with the ending. And especially, you know, they try and mix it up, give someone else a little, you know? And the very end, the very end, you kind of feel, oh, they're setting it up for a sequel. Right? Doesn't necessarily make sense with the fact that they're in daylight <laughs> So there's this bit at the end And it's just like uh, Obviously But it's just like It doesn't make any sense Like how does that make any sense You know what I mean Because it's daylight Also the thing that doesn't make any sense Is when Stan wakes up Right Wakes up after a certain situation Because you're thinking why would he be left there, right? Why would he be left there when two things have happened? Doesn't really correlate, you know what I mean? Don't really correlate, but uh, okay, fine, whatever. Um, so here's the rub, right? I think we get real solid performances from um Stan you know JJ Warren um then we've you know Cody Costro and Sophia happen on on even though like some of their dialogue can be a bit ropey at times but for the most part they give real solid performances as well as, you know, I have to say, Timothy Buttons, who plays the grandfather, Ellis. Real solid. 
You know, some of the other characters, it gets a bit kind of loose and fast with their, you know, their character arcs and, you know, how they, how they're perceived. Like at one point, Sheriff Dorney is going in one direction and then at another point, it's like she's done a one. 80 on everything we've seen earlier Right, so Doesn't really make any sense Doesn't really make any sense You know, there's a thing with marble That doesn't necessarily You know what I mean There's there's bits that are just like I'm not quite sure But you know, when you take all of this aside, some of the failures in the story and such and such, you know, if you push them aside, right, what we have is an entertaining and enjoyable film. You know, I definitely jumped a few times, but you know what I mean? I like horror is a bit. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. I ain't watching these films at night, people. Let's just say that. <laughs> so yeah, maybe I might jump at certain things more than uh, you know what others do. But I do, yeah, I jumped a good few times. So for me, that it, it works on that level, right? And um, yeah, no, it's it, it is enjoyable. You know what I mean? You you do watch it and be like, ooh. Okay, fine, cool. What happened? What's gonna happen with this? And where's this gonna lead? So yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I kind of feel that um, you know what? I feel this is for people. If you enjoyed things like Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, um, you know, Angel, its sequel, right? If if you enjoyed those. I think you'll like this um, Other things Alright, so there was a film called Shed of the Dead That came out last year I, I, I Yeah, I feel if you enjoyed that You'll enjoy this You know what I mean? I, I, yeah, I, I kind of feel Like, maybe, possibly like Shaun of the Dead You know what I mean? If that sort of thing is your bag, right? If that's the kind of thing you enjoy, yeah, I think Shed of the Dead, no, sorry, Shed, the Shed, then yeah, this this film will uh, hit the things that you need, right? Jennifer's Body, again, you know, that's another similar kind of uh, fair. Right, so if all of those things you enjoy those sort of films, then yeah, go check out the shed. It's available today, people. Available from today. Yes, the twenty seventh of August. So uh, you're in luck. And if you don't have a Shutter account, check the info. Right. So there will be a link under the details of this film And that should give you a month's free Right If it doesn't Put in the shed And that will give you 14 days Okay So either way You could possibly get 30 days free trial Or you're getting 14 days free trial You yeah. <laughs> know Either way it's not bad right But yeah You'll get to um Get a little taste of shudder When you're on there people When you're on there You know Definitely check out the shed You know what I mean Check out blood quarantine I feel you enjoy that Um, Blood machines as well That's another good one You might want to go for yummy The beach house The pool yeah, go have some fun, people. Have some fun. But yes, check out the shed. It's a good one. Okay, so One Night in Bangkok is the new film from 
Oh my days. Weish Kasasanda? Hmm. Not sure I got that right, people, to be honest with you. But uh, he directed and wrote the film. It stars Mark Dacas, Dacascos, uh, Vanida Galton, Prinya Intashi, Michael S. New. Kane Kusugi um, and Julie Kondro. So the gist of this film is um sis in this chilling action thriller, coffee plantation CFO Kai Cahill turns into a hitman to avenge his family's death. Kai flies into Bangkok and offers a professional female driver big money to be his all-night driver. But when she realises Kai is committing brutal murders at each stop, it's too late to walk away. Meanwhile, an offbeat police detective races to decode the string of slayings before more blood is spilled and Kai enacts his last mission of vengeance. Now, <laughs> I mean, that's not completely accurate, you know what I mean? Because uh, it's, it's she's a cab driver, right? That's the um, that's the gist of it. So uh, yeah, Faye is a she's a cab driver, and Kai books her cab. Now, like she, he lets her ask questions. This is the thing, right? He lets her ask questions, and as the film goes on. Like he kind of just It kind of comes out Right What like Because you know he explains why he's really there She gives him a secret And then it's kind of you know Okay so You know I'm doing stuff Kind of thing It's not like yo I'm going in killing people Blah 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 But like stuff comes out Right, and she has a choice. He gives her a choice, but you know, through the film, you understand why she stays. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's always weird when they, you know, create these like synopsises that just don't really, you know, what I mean? tell you what actually goes down. Yeah, it's a bit strange, but uh, yeah, there it is. This, it's an interesting one, right? Because, man, <laughs> this, the film, right? There's, it's, uh, I think, seven and a half minutes. Seven and a half minutes before the actual title of the film comes up, right? And there's still uh, credits that are, you know, the opening credits that are, Dripping to you on the screen up until that point, it's crazy, right? And during that time, you know, we have no real inkling of what the hell is going on. You know, is Kai's on a plane, right? He's on a plane. Um, we see him at the airport. You know, and I think he gets on a, you know, a, a ta- in a on a scooter taxi, but that's kind of it. So you know, it's a weird intro to the film because it's not very engaging. It's just a weird opening. Like the first thing we seem to know about Kai is his bad luck in toilets. <laughs> 
<laughs> that 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 seems to be because there's never a hand dryer, there's never paper towels. This is the main thing of information we learn about Kai just at, at the start of this film. <laughs> that that's the biggest takeaway I can give you, people. You know what I mean? Not gonna lie. But I will say, right? As the film goes on, like more comes out, right? You're you you're getting more information. So I think there's always an idea that yeah, something's going on. And you know, I have to say, I did not read the synopsis. I had no clue what this was. I just saw it's coming out. The poster looked interesting. You know what I mean? So yeah, that was it. <laughs> I I yeah, I often just go in without knowing anything. And I like it. It keeps things fresh, keeps them interesting, you know? But uh yeah, it, it takes a while for any kind of inkling of what's happening. Right? Because we see him select a cab driver, and you do wonder why. Because it looks like it's a bit more, there's a bit more that went into it than just picking a random cab driver, right, so, yeah, like, it's a very slow burn, very slow burn, but that's fine, you know, like, there's plenty of films with action, explosions, just a load of craziness, and they're dreadful films, <laughs> you know what I mean, they're dreadful, they're not good films, right, so, you know, sometimes a slow burn is, is, is fine, it works, I would say this one probably should do more to bring you in, right, because it can't be 20 minutes into a film and you still, you know what I mean, there's just no real inclination on it, that's a bit weird, and you're gonna lose people, but, you know, if we move away from that point, it, it builds up, right, so we, we see him go to the first spot, and, yeah, it's not, like, it, it starts to draw you in, you know what I mean, it starts to grab you, which I don't really think you expect, you know, so yeah, Kai has a number of stops, right, and each stop brings him a step closer to, you know, just paying the people back, essentially, right, um, he first stops off near a police station, I think the guy's a policeman of some sort, and he then, but like, each one gets a bit more complicated, you know, now, where with some films, you have the assassin, or the killer, whoever, whatever, whatever, you know, there's Maybe witty conversation and barbs or things like that. This isn't that film, right? It is kind of sedate. And, right, Kai doesn't really say a lot. You know what I mean? Yo, like, he talks to Far in the taxi. And that like they they start they're bonding, but it's like weird questions and and not like weird questions like um I don't know what do you think robots are made out of? Hmm. Have you ever you know just woken up and thought you're a penguin? No, they're not weird questions like that. But it's the way the questions are framed, right? Now. I didn't know if that was, I don't know, like a language thing, right? But what it does, it creates this different dynamic, right? 
creates this different dynamic and I, I guess you become intrigued. Like, as the film goes on, you know, and yeah, as I said, look, things get more complicated. You do start to get intrigued. You know, and you do wonder, okay, so how is this going to play out? Like, where are they going to go from here? What's going to happen with this? And that was the big thing with this. Because, yeah, as I said, look, seven and a half minutes (laughs) at the start, right? So I wasn't grabbed straight away, right? And I was, you know, you dread Seeing a bad film and then having to talk about it and find a way to do that without completely trashing it. But this, yeah, it it, it grows on you, right? It really does. There's intri- there's little things thrown in, like there's a situation with money. Um and then I guess, you know, we get more from the people. Like, Faye explains, like, this thing that happened and just affected her in a way, you know? And and so these things give us more about the characters, you know what I mean? Like, again, we don't find out a whole lot, Right? It is a little bit surface level on that front. But I kind of feel that if we had too much information in this type of film, it would seem a bit weird. You know, do you, 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 you understand? Right? It, it has to be this bare bones type of approach. And I don't think that's for everyone, right? A lot of people probably want Non-stop action You know what I mean Like non-stop crazy violence And all of that And that this is just isn't that film It's a little more cerebral In the approach I would say But without being a chess game <laughs> Because this I mean look It is drafts Right If you want to kind of Hmm, what would it be like? Yeah, it's probably more drafts. Maybe Connect Four. (laughs) You know what I mean? But as I said, things go things go on. Now there are complications. We have this police uh, like a a detective, which I'm still a bit I don't know, like miffed about the the setup. Right, because you have two detectives, but one detective's wife is helping out, and I didn't quite get that. Right, that seemed the oddest thing of the field to me, which (laughs) that might say a lot about me. But yeah, that was the thing that I just couldn't quite put my finger on, because it didn't make any sense why it would be that dynamic, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, it, 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 look, these new wrinkles occur as things are moving. But that, I think that helped it stay a little bit more fresh. A little, it added a bit more intrigue to the story. And that's cool, right? That's cool. We see them stop off for food. And again, this kind of strengthens their connection. You know, the end of the film, it is, I mean, it's not clear cut, right? It's not this definitive understanding that, oh, this happened. So I think there is possibly a little leeway there for you to make up your own mind of where this actually went. You know, so if you want to think one thing, you can. If you want to think something else, you can. 
because that's why it, that it, you know it was left in a, this certain fashion. I don't know if it was deliberately done for that, but that's what you kind of draw from it. You know, like um, ah, like Faye being a cab driver, she had she seems to know a few people, right? So yeah, she knows a few people that kind of keep an eye out for her. But uh, yeah, so it's just one of those stories. Yo, know, like you, you definitely have. Bits where you're just like, ah, could you not give us a bit more here? But then there's others that seem fine, right? So, as a whole, you know, I'd say as a whole, like, you you know, what you take away from this film, uh, it's just, things get complicated, right? Things get complicated. But you have to decide how you react to those situations. You know what I mean? Are you, which path are you going to take? Right? What is the solution you expect and the results that you hope for from all your endeavors? That seems to be the main thing here. You know, because these choices are made and. There's a few examples throughout the film where, you know, at this moment, you could go either way. The choice is yours. And I like that, right? So, I I do, and I keep on saying it, right? The beginning throws you. You know, I would have liked a little bit more at the start. But the rest of the film, you know, I don't need this crazy high octane, you know, action thriller. Like, give me an intriguing story and I'm cool. And this is an intriguing story. Right, I've seen in places where people, you know, bemused the fact that Dacos, Dacascos, oh, the lead dude, right? <laughs> that, you know, possibly he doesn't get to show off, uh, you know, a lot of the skills we've seen in past roles. You know, like, you think Zero in John Wick, um, John Wick 3, is one of, like... The best things that show he's, you know, he's just range of skills. But this isn't that, right? But what we do get, it's a little bit more realistic. You know, and especially the action. It's a bit more realistic, it seems. You know, than a lot of crazy shit that we see in some films. So, yeah, I'm cool. I I I liked it. I liked it. And it's crazy because I at the beginning I thought, ah fuck. Ah, well this is shit. <laughs> That's what I was I was thinking, man. I was just like, ah, it wasn't looking good. But yeah, no, it turns itself around, man. So look, stick with it. You know, and then you'll get the feel. Once you get the feel, it's it's a go, right? So that's one night in Bangkok, and it is uh, directed by Weish Kusana, you know, starring Mark Dacascos, Vanida Golton, and Prinya Intashi. It's released on Monday, the thirty first of August. So yeah, people, if you like an action film, but you you want it a little more lo-fi, then yeah, this is your film, you know, this is your film, people. Like, you know, I guess examples of, you know, similar kind of things, uh, possibly um, collateral. You know, 
I think that's a good one, Collateral. Um, oh, gosh, there was a Nicolas Cage film recently. Um, oh, what the hell was it called? Running with the Devil. Running with the Devil. I think it's now on Netflix. And it's also got um, Lawrence Fishburne in it. Right? So, yeah, I think if that's your sort of film... Then, uh, yeah, this is all you, people This is all you So go check it out on the 31st, okay? Great stuff Okay, people, so we've hit that time again But before we bounce Let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of film Well, there is, um, you know, if you were a fan of Parasite And shoplifting, you know, maybe like father, like son Then this is going to make you happy Okay, so... uh, Yeah, a few big stars of Korean um, film are going to be working together. Uh, So um, we've got Song Kang-hoo and um, Bae Duna. You know, so they are going to be working with... Ooh, how do you pronounce this? Um, Hirokazi Koeda Hiri Hiri Kazu Koeda I think Hmm But he's going to be making his um, Korean language debut With a film called Baby Box Broker Uh, Which, you know, to be honest The concept is a little bit grim (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, because its starting point is boxes That are left out for people to anonymously drop off their unwanted babies Yeah You know, I I don't know what you do with that But hey (laughs) This is the film that's getting made Um, so yeah Filming is gonna be starting, I think, next year in Korea So, um, you know, we'll see how well this one does Uh, so, other news Richard Gere, uh, and Annette Bening Are, um, making another film together you know, the last one was in 1977 So, you know, they they waited around for the right project it, You know, it might seem We'll have to wait and see if this is any good though So, it's from um, Edswick And the film is called The Making Of Now, concept-wise, it could be interesting Okay, so it revolves around two couples Long-married filmmakers Played by Gear and Keaton Um, oh, Diane Keaton I said Annette Benning, I think, didn't I? No, I meant Diane Keaton, people Bruh Anyway, right, they're one of the couples And they have cast two overly emotional actors Blake Lively and Lin-Manuel Miranda to portray their younger selves in the story of their love Unfortunately, by the time shooting begins, their fabled marriage is unravelling The filmmakers want to make a hit, the actors want to tell the true story Whose version is the truth? How do you... How do they distinguish between real love and movie love When their lives and their work are so hopelessly intertwined Yeah So um, filming will start in the spring Um, Zwick 
along with Marshall Herzquit wrote the script. Um, so yeah, let's see what happens with this. Okay, so um, other news. Okay, so we have got um, who? Who is this? Okay, so yes, here we go. Let's go with this one. All right, uh, John Swab is um, di- he, well, he's written and directed uh, a new f- well, a film that was gonna start shooting in the spring called Ida Red. Okay, it's going to be starring Frank Grillo, Melissa Leo, Josh Hartnett, William Forsyth, Deborah Ann Wall, Mark Boone Jr., Bo Knapp, and Sophia Hoblitz. Alright, so the, um, it's a crime action thriller, and, um, Leo will be playing a criminal called Ida Walker, nicknamed Red. Um, she is uh, battling a terminal illness while serving a 25-year prison sentence in Oklahoma. Under her tutelage, her son, Wyatt Walker, played by Hartnett, has sustained the family business alongside his uncle, Dallas Walker, played by Grillo. When a job goes awry, local detective and Wyatt's brother-in-law, Bodie Collier, is joined by FBI agent Lawrence Twilly to track down the responsible party. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It could, could work out. We'll see. Um, so... It, this isn't the most surprising of news, but Disney have decided to push back The Kingsman, which is the prequel to um, the, the uh, Kingsman films, you know, um, from, uh, I can't think of the, the, guy, the guy that directed uh, Kick-Ass and whatnot. Matthew Vaughan, yes. Um, so they have postponed it. It will now open on the 26th of February. It was meant to open just next month on the 18th of September. So, yeah, it, it's not surprising they pushed it because, you know, this is a film that probably they're hoping would make some change. So, uh, yeah, gonna have to wait a little while before you get to see it. But, you know, it is, I feel we've all gotten used to this sort of thing. Now, we'll stick with Disney, Disney for the last piece of news. And this is a bit interesting, right? So, I, look, I, I feel we, we knew that Raya the Last Dragon was getting made. You know, they've just come out with the fact that it's going to be hitting on the 12th of March, 2021. Now, the, the real interesting bit of news is the the lead role that was originally voiced by Cassie Steele has now been re, yeah, recast and voiced by um, Kelly Marie Tran yeah interesting like I'd, I'd be I'd really like to know the reasoning like how they came about this you know there's I don't know like I, I don't think it has to do with diversity or anything because Steals Filipino, but I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I've no clue to be honest. I was gonna come up with some idea, but actually, I have no clue. So I mean, there's no point even you know trying. Um, but the gist of the film 
for those that don't know, right? So it's set in a mysterious world of Commandra and centers on a warrior, Rhea, as she seeks for the last dragon before Drune, an evil force, destroys the realm. Um, and the dragon she's looking for is going to be voiced by Aquafina. So, yeah, there you go, people. That is us for this week. Ah, boy, this episode took a long time to do due to frigging computer issues, but it is done. So, people, enjoy your cinema watching. And we'll be back next Thursday. Um, yeah, I might try and get to see Tenant. Who knows? But, you know, we always have films, people. So, even if I don't, we'll have some interesting shit for you next week, alright? But, enjoy your cinema viewing. Have fun. And we'll catch you then, alright? Steady as you go, people. Peace!